Hello ladies, welcome back to Hopeful Harvest Acres. This is Abby. On today's podcast, I want to talk to you about our spring garden plans, last year's successes and failures in the garden, and projects that we have planned for around the farm. Grab a cup of coffee and let's jump right in. Welcome to episode number five. If you ladies have been following along with me, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate your support. And if you're new here, I hope by the end of this episode that you will go out and think about sowing some seeds yourself. Now, I hope to go over with you guys the successes and the failures of last year's garden. Now, this was the first year on our new property and ultimately our first year having a large garden. And I really didn't know what I was doing, but one of my old coworkers gave me some awesome advice. And I remember her saying, you dig a hole and you throw some seeds in. And so I thought to myself, if I at least do that, I surely gotta grow something. And y'all, I did. I was able to grow so many different vegetables and I was very happy with how well our garden did. However, I do hope to be much more intentional this year. I have another good friend who provided me with this beautiful homesteading book and I really am going to use this as my primary resource. Now, Last year, we got hooked on a couple different YouTube channels, and I was really inspired. However, at the same time, there was definitely an envious aspect to us watching that. You can quickly see these people's homesteads that they have established over years and want what they want. And I found myself having to say, Abby, you gotta be patient. Enjoy the journey one step at a time. And so I I just don't want to compare our garden, our homestead to anyone else's. And if I can give you any piece of encouragement, if you are wanting to get started with starting seeds, making a garden on your property, raising animals and doing butchering, whatever dreams that you may have, just focus on on one thing at a time and don't compare your story and what you're doing with anyone else because we all have our own journey that we're on and jealousy is a vicious vicious thing to have circulating through our hearts and we just need to learn to be content with where the Lord has us so this year much more intentional, not going to try to compare what we're doing with other people. Last fall, before we started putting things into our garden, we did the groundwork for a no-till garden bed. This consisted of putting down a layer of cardboard, then a layer of compost, and then on top of that, we did wood chips. Now, by the time spring came around, the cardboard had pretty much broken down. However, the wood chips that we had on top were very hard to work with this first year. And so if I can give you some words of advice, it would be to make sure that the wood chips that you put down have been somewhat 
broken down instead of having to push sticks back so that you can get your seeds planted into the ground. Now with this being our second year with this no-till bed, most of those twigs have been properly broke down and the soil looks really good. But we did part no-till and part till. Now when I did my tilled area last year, I used a very, very small garden tiller and this was hard to get even a small area done because it took a long time and this ground had never been tilled. However, we got it done. We planted a nice 10 by 10 area of sweet corn there in that tilled area and we grew corn and it was awesome. We have been blessed with a tractor since that time and this tractor has a wonderful tiller on the back end and so you guys we're going to be able to till up like a hundred times more than what I was able to till with that small tiller so wow we are just so blessed so with the no-till garden and the tilled garden we also have a small greenhouse on our property it's about 12 by 12 my husband purchased this it's from Arbor Freight all together the greenhouse works great however when a big wind comes through this guy wants to just really get to blow in we've lost a couple panels my husband's had to put in several hours to make sure this thing is secured and quite honestly come springtime again we're probably gonna see a few more panels fly off and have to put in a little bit more work to get this guy stabilized but it works for what we're wanting to do with it what we utilize the greenhouse for is once our seeds that we've started inside have sprouted up I get these guys out into the greenhouse so that they can get optimal Sun and get to growing their root system like we want them to but where we live here in Illinois the nights still get very cold and that greenhouse is not very well insulated we don't have it heated and so I do have to be consistent with bringing those little seedlings in at night Otherwise, that frost is going to get them and it's going to kill off all the progress that we've already done. And so once it finally warmed up enough to where we could keep those guys out there all night, my husband built us a couple tables and then that's where the seedlings stay until they get to the point where I can transplant them from their small cells into bigger pots and then eventually put them into the garden once we know that the frost has passed. Not only did we start the seeds and put them in the greenhouse to grow. But once I moved all those plants out into the garden, I was able to focus on what I wanted to plant in there. One of my good friends had given me the idea to put some tomato plants in there. And he was so right. Those tomato plants loved the warm weather that that greenhouse provided for them. We also grew a few pepper plants in there. And then I did some climbing green beans up on some old four-wheeler ramps and I was surprised I loved going in that greenhouse I loved that even as the fall garden was coming to an end that there was still so much green growth happening inside of there and it was just my happy place now this year I'm going to be more intentional again about deciding what I want to actually grow in there I have not got that planned out yet because again this is where we put our seedlings and allow them to grow. So I don't want to start planting seeds directly into the ground until we get all those plants outside. But I'll see what I think we're going to grow in there. Um, not sure yet. Our family loves green beans. So of course we did grow green beans out in the garden. The first time I planted the green beans, 
they did not come up. And I think it's because I saw lots of blackbirds that were out there. And once I realized, hey, these green beans are not sprouting, I took some pie pans that we secured out there to kind of help distract the birds and then replanted the seeds and they came up and we got tons of green beans. Now, last year I did not have a pressure canner. And so with my green beans that I had, I mostly froze them. Some of them we were just eating fresh, obviously, but then I did a vinegar solution so that I could just hot water bathe the green beans. Definitely not as good with the vinegar. And so this year we're going to be utilizing the pressure canner so that way we can do it appropriately for the green beans. We grew lots and lots of peppers. I was just surprised with how well the little pepper plants did from starting as seeds and then being transplanted out into the garden. We grew just regular bell peppers and we had all green. I did have some lunchbox peppers that we grew and they, I, I enjoyed them. I don't think anybody else in my family is really that big into peppers and so Growing a large amount of peppers doesn't really make sense for our family because I'm the only one that eats them. We did give some away to friends and family, so it's nice to have extras on hand to be able to do that. But again, if your family is not going to actually eat what you're growing, there's no sense in putting all these seeds, putting the time in to grow them if it's all going to go to waste. Now, the tomatoes that we grew out in the garden Whew, again, first year, no idea what I'm doing. I'm just surprised that these guys even sprouted up, but they did. But the downfall was that I had no idea what seed variety I had planted. And so once these guys grew and they turned into beautiful tomato plants, I threw them out in the garden and then they started to bear tomatoes. And I'm like, wow, okay, what, what are you? What variety are you? Now, this year, I hope to definitely label my seeds so I know exactly what kind that they are. You know, we grew lots of different things out in the garden. We grew jalapenos, cucumbers, spaghetti squash, eggplant. Let's see, I did attempt to grow watermelon and I did not get those seeds in the ground soon enough. And as soon as that first frost came, totally killed my vines and those little watermelon just didn't have time to fully mature. And so overall, we had such a successful first year because guys, we were able to grow something and that is success in my opinion. We didn't have a lot of expectations. It was just simply, let's just get started and see what we can do. Now we learned what things we don't want to grow. Whew, we grew a jalapeno pepper. That thing was the hottest jalapeno I have ever had. I tried to make those little jalapeno boats where you chop it in half and you make a cream cheese mixture and sprinkle it with some cheddar cheese. And I was so excited to eat those. And that guy, I, my mouth was burning for, I think 30 minutes straight. So we learned do not grow that jalapeno variety, but ultimately it was a lot of fun. I loved being out there. I love spending time with the boys and watching them just kind of piddle around on their little play tractors and, and dig with their shovels into the ground. It was just fun. It was a lot of fun. And with that being said, as we move forward into this year's garden, I am not in a position where we, we are dependent upon this food. Now, 
if we were to get to that point, we want to understand the basics of growing food. And so that is what I want to instill in my children is you're fully capable, capable of growing food. And I want you to have the confidence to go out there and till up a, a piece of land and to plant some seeds and to wait on the Lord to send the water and to give you a harvest. But we cannot expect there to be anything growing if we're not willing to at least attempt to plant. So I know that there are a lot of people that they depend primarily off of their homestead. We're just not in a position yet where we are like fully devoting our lives to growing food to sustain our family. Maybe in the future, I don't know. But for now, we are definitely just having fun and learning along the way. Projects that we are hoping to start here on the farm. Now that we have a large tractor, one thing that I want to be intentional about doing is tilling the ground up really good again come spring and planting some sort of cover crop out on that area. Now the reason for doing this is because this ground has not been tilled, there's going to be a lot of weed seed. And so if we were just to go out there and plant some sweet corn or plant some pumpkins, there is a good likelihood that those seeds are going to be choked out with tons and tons of weeds. And I just don't want to be out there laboring day after day to try to keep these weeds down. And so with the research that I've done with this homesteading book, it seems like tilling the area, planting a cover crop like buckwheat or just any type of wheat that we'd be able to feed to our goats will be a good solution to help get those weeds under control. Once we harvest it over the summer, then my hope would be that we can plant something else out there, maybe sweet corn, maybe pumpkins, but by then a lot of that weed seed would be dead and then we won't be spending so much time fighting back weeds. So that is a big project that I hope to do this spring. Number two, we raised two meat hogs last year and we hope to do the same, only we want to double that this year. We have some friends that they are interested in having us raise some pigs for them and they're going to help with the butchering process. And so we're hoping to have at least four piglets on our farm to raise up and butcher again in the fall. Another project that I'm looking forward to is our dairy goat that we purchased. When we moved here, I got this goat from a good friend and coworker of mine that raises dairy goats, and she was just about six months old, so now she's going to be working on two, and I'm hoping she is bred. It's really hard to tell, but it seems like her stomach is getting bigger, and then hopefully she has a kid or two, and then I can get my hands dirty with attempting to milk this goat. I know nothing about milking, and so it's going to be a totally new experience. However, that was the whole purpose in purchasing a dairy goat, was to be able to be to this point where she's bred, and then I'm milking. And God's timing is perfect, because the thought of milking a year ago when we just had a one-year-old, that just wouldn't have been feasible for me at that time. And so I'm hoping this will be a much better time to go ahead and kind of get the feel of what it would be like to milk each day and utilize that milk for our family.
Last year, we were blessed to come in contact with a couple, a family. They were getting ready to move out to Colorado to do some mission work, and they were selling their chicken tractor that they raised their meat birds in, their chicken plucker, and their scalder, and we got all of these things for a wonderful price. Not to mention, we got to see this family off before they headed out. It was just cool to see what God's doing with these um, individuals out in Colorado. And our family got some awesome chicken butchering supplies. We raised Cornish Cross meat birds last year. And again, had no idea what I was doing, but I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. The successes were we raised the birds from baby chicks and we had meat in our freezer. The failures, you know, these birds, they get really big really fast. And when you're raising them in the dead of summer, these guys get really hot. And we had a few days where it was scorching heat temperatures out there. And these birds were so big that they did get overheated and I lost two of the birds. Now, had I been smart, I probably would have just went ahead and butchered them right after they died from the heat stroke. But I didn't because, I don't know, I just, I was kind of sad that the birds were dead. Reality was, that was what was going to happen to them anyways. But I didn't really know what to do. I wasn't anticipating having to butcher them sooner than I was going to have to already. And so that would have been a failure. Um, I did get a fan out there. These guys had water. However, they just were not getting cooled off enough. And so you have to take that into consideration whenever you're raising meat birds and it's the dead of summer. How are you going to keep those guys cool whenever we have 110 degree with humidity out there? Um, again, successes. I was able to bring a couple of my friends here to the farm and they helped me butcher and they learned how to butcher themselves. And so I think that is the beauty of doing anything. Whenever we learn something ourselves and we can take that skill and we can pass it on to someone else. And my hopes are that they will then continue to pass those skills on to other people. So that was a beautiful reality of raising these meat birds. And our hope is this year to raise more of these Cornish cross meat birds. We're also going to raise some for our friends that are wanting us to um, raise a few for them. And so the sooner rather than later, we're going to start early spring and be done before the heat of summer comes. I would love to raise a larger batch again. I am limited on time because I'm a mom. I have little kids inside and this is something that does take a great deal of time if you're doing it by yourself. If you had a big lot of people coming to help you, it would be something you could get done much quicker. However, I don't want to burden anyone with that. And so right now I'm just doing what I can do on my own for our family and for this one other family. And I'm excited. glad you ladies joined me today. It was so fun reminiscing about last year's garden and the plans that we have coming up for this spring garden and just looking forward to different projects that we're wanting to do on our farm. 
And I really hope that I can encourage you guys to just go out and take that first step because that's where it starts. We need to have a vision for what we want to see come forth and that's what's going to keep us moving forward. So I hope that you have a blessed week and I will talk to you soon.